Podcasting from the Five Lakes Coffee Studio in downtown Sturgis, Michigan, it's Coffee with Doc. Jim Doc Leoy has been a certified athletic trainer for 35 years and was an educator for Sturgis Public Schools for 28 years. Over the years, he has been able to reconnect with many of his old students over coffee and shared memories and stories new and old. It was in these stories that this podcast was born, knowing that his students' valuable stories, lessons, and experiences can touch the lives of parents, students, future and current teachers, and current and future athletic trainers. So sit down, grab some coffee, and let's get started. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Doc. Today, we are uh, at Five Lakes Coffee Shop in downtown Sturgis, Michigan. They have uh, several several shops uh, in our area, in Angola, Indiana, Auburn, Indiana, Kendallville, Indiana, Battle Creek, and, uh, and Sturgis. I'm sure I'm missing a couple, but uh, it's a locally owned um, business, and... Um, if you go to fivelakes.com, you can uh, actually order. So if you're out there living in another state and you're from Sturgis, you can have the Smith Brothers Coffee. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, today we have uh, a guest with us. His name is uh, Derek Gentili, and he is presently... Uh, a baseball coach for us here at Sturgis High School, and uh, he'll elaborate on his qualifications of that and how things are going with that. Uh, welcome, Derek. Oh, thank you, Doc. Thanks for having me. So what year did you graduate Sturgis High School? I graduated in 2008. Okay. And your your career has taken off. Yes, it has. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to how what the journey was there. And so uh, who do you work for? I work for Baroque Tool. I work in the IT department as a software developer. So Baroque Tool Engage, yes, um, a um, company that's been in business for a very, very long time, owned by the Franks family. Yes, correct? yes it is. Okay. And um, managed by, who's uh, the president? Newell. Well, Newell Franks is CEO and okay. uh, Brian McConnell is the president. Brian McConnell, yes. Um, good friends with Brian McConnell. Brian McConnell and, uh, and I know each other um, pretty well. Uh, our sons grew up together. And a uh, shout out for him. He's doing a great job over there at Baroque, and uh, we appreciate that. So, um, did you go to Sturgis Middle School? I did not. Okay, where did you? Where was your elementary? I went to Holy Angels. Uh, I started there in kindergarten. Uh, went all the way through to eighth grade. Uh, it was actually a it was a nice experience. It was smaller classes, uh, which allowed me to learn a bit better. Um, I felt. And they had sports, basketball, and stuff, so I was able to stay involved in that. Um, but it, it was a, it was definitely a different experience than going to middle school, from what I've, I've heard. So, so when you made that transition, what was the, what was the hardest thing? I would say the hardest part about it was trying to get to know other other kids. Um, I walk in there, I know the kids that I graduated with, uh, Sam Watson, Sarah Watson, Max Smith. I knew a few of them, but other than that. Uh, I mean, you're kind of going to each class and you're going, oh, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. You know, I, my name's Derek and you're introducing yourself to a ton of different people. Sure. So even though you lived in Sturgis, it was it was still a transition to get to the public school system. It, it was. Uh, I didn't play a lot of summer ball or anything along those lines, any summer sports. I didn't play those really in Sturgis. They were more Kalamazoo, Battle Creek and all those. So 
because of that, a lot of my friends were more around that area. Sure, sure. Um, but when I got in, I mean, that was accepted. It was once you start playing sports, you pick up some sure. friends from football and you move forward from there. Right, right. So you're, um, let's right away, let's talk about your folks. Um, I've known your folks for a very long time, phenomenal people, um, role model for my wife and I and raising our kids, no, no doubt about that. Uh, we we kind of watched, you know, what they did and, oh, yeah. and we tried to emulate that. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so uh, the role that your mom and dad played in your, your education first. Uh, obviously, education came first. Um, they were very very hard on us to make sure that we understood that schooling came to be an importance in our roles because even though we wanted to play sports, we definitely didn't want to come across that as that's all we wanted to do. If we're, if we're not paying attention to our schooling or anything like that, if sports and that ended, what did we have to fall back on? What did we want to uh, so early on, there. that was that was a, a a philosophy early on. So you you knew this is this is what you knew. That that is the way I always took it, mm-hmm. based on the way they were explaining it. Mm-hmm. So um, when when schooling and everything started coming across, the grades slipped. You know, they're getting bad. I mean, they're honest. They were they're yeah. helping us. They yeah. were sitting at the table doing studies. My dad talks to this day about when I was in, I think it was like third grade, I had a spelling test. We stayed up late going through every one of those, you know, words. And next thing you know, he asked me the questions in the morning. Hey, what's, how do you spell this? And I was drawing a blank and I couldn't remember it, you know, but we're staying up late doing it, sure. you know, night in, night out. And it's, it, it's one of those things where they, they saw the importance of it and they stuck with it. Sure. They were, the, like I said, they were there for my brother and myself. Right. And I, and I will attest to that. I, I can remember even through your high school mm-hmm. career, um, they were very adamant that, that you both um, did very well. So so you have a brother. Yes, sir. Um, Zach. Yep. Yeah. I'll talk about Zach a little bit. Uh, Zach is uh, three years older than I am. Um, he actually he graduated high school and went to Western Michigan, played uh, college baseball for him. Uh, his junior year, he actually got drafted by the Red Sox. And I uh, played for them, I want to say, for six years. Um, then he left that, and he became a personal trainer. Um, and now he's working at a hospital um, with his wife yeah. and the whole family. He's down in Ohio and uh, Mount Vernon. He's settled in. Yes, yep, he is. No doubt about that. So uh, getting back to your mom and dad. Um, so as far as sports, sports, mm-hmm. tell us um, – Tell us how they handled the whole thing. Well, it was it was actually quite difficult having two kids that were two different ages. Uh, one was going one way, the other one was going the other. Uh, it was a, a constant battle as to see, or I guess I guess time crunch to figure out, hey, who's taking this kid this way, who's taking this kid this way. Uh, but obviously, they did a phenomenal job. Um, they made made sacrifices. Uh, I know my dad, luckily. He was working from home, uh, doing a lot of work there when I was coming up through school. So it made it a little easier to figure out who he was taking which place, and my mom could adjust accordingly. Sure. But it, and on top of that, when my grandparents and my aunts and my uncles, mm-hmm. if my parents couldn't make it, they're, they're right there helping out. And so I was very fortunate. My brother and I both were. Yes, to, you have a big family in the area. Yes, in Centerville, um, the majority of our, my, my dad's side is down in Fort Wayne, so everybody in Centerville they were 
they were fortunate enough to help us out and be yeah. there for us. Sure. And um, your aunt played a huge role. She, she did. She was at just about every every contest I can remember. But it is. I mean, we got scrapbooks to prove it. Yeah. There's pictures galore <laughs> right there. But, so what's what was it like growing up in the Gentilly home? Uh, it it was competitive. I mean, was it, was it there was. any competitiveness going on, like outside <laughs> or when games were going on? You know, like family games or. I mean, I saw it as competition, but I'm pretty sure my brother probably saw it as it was just practice for him. I mean, he, <laughs> he definitely had a little a leg up on me in a lot of different aspects. Um, but it was. Uh, I would say my brother was always the one that wanted to be out there a lot more often working and driving. And my dad, he'd be practicing with us if he could, or otherwise he's in the garage working. And if it was just me and my brother, I mean, we're shooting hoops. Sure. He's throwing baseballs to me. I'm hitting, you know, I, we're kicking the ball around. Uh, yeah, I mean, once we got into high school, it was – we didn't have as much of that uh, because with him being a senior and I was a, a freshman, um, we really kind of had our own schedule. When we were younger growing up, it was definitely definitely a lot more of us playing together and learning learning the sport together. So there was, uh, there was a uh, a camaraderie. You learned from him. You looked up to him. Oh, very much so. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 I saw that and I can remember one time I was training Zach in the summer on the baseball field. Oh, you were sitting in the dugout. You were, I don't know, sixth grade, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> maybe fifth grade maybe. And, um, we're going over, uh, running from first to second base and he's pulling a sled mm-hmm. and your eyes were like, holy cannoli. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a moment I'm going, man, I'm glad I'm not him right now. <laughs> Lo and behold, a few years later, I'm in that same boat. You were, you were doing the same thing. Yep, I was right there. I, that, that, that's a memory I'll never forget. Oh, yeah. I'll never I, forget that. Believe me, I have not forgotten that either because I don't think you could let me forget that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and again, getting back to your family, your family played a big role um, in, in my career. I can remember the, I can remember the day that um, – that I met your mom and dad. It was um, parent-teacher conferences, and I think Zach was uh, maybe a freshman or a sophomore. And you know, the ultimate compliment in career is when people um, ask you for advice and ask you for your help. That's that's the biggest compliment that you could get. Absolutely. And your mom and dad gave me that compliment, and they said, um, "We we understand, you know, that that you have." Uh, the ability to, to you know to train people at high levels, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we want we want Zach to have every single opportunity that's available. That's mm-hmm. how your dad put it, and I'll I, never forget that. I could see that. <laughs> I'll yeah. never forget that. And uh, that that was that was um, something that made me better. Yeah. It made me um, better because I wanted to. Uh, I wanted. I wanted. Didn't want to let them down. And I, I think the, the nice part about that is. Uh, my parents did see that for my brother, baseball, that was his dream. That's what he wanted to do. Sure. And knowing that he wanted that, they knew that you were somebody that was going to be a big part of that sure. because um, they didn't know the steps it took to train him the way he needed to be trained. Right. Um, they knew you, you obviously, you have that, those credentials. You were there. You've been there. You know it. We, we created an atmosphere that was uh, very user-friendly and, mm-hmm. and, and again, we talked about this earlier, how ahead of its time yes. the whole system was, you know, Absolutely. from from human performance class to speed agility class mm-hmm. to training in the summer, 
uh, and then um, you know, personal trainers. When you know when when you were in college, you ran into a problem. You know, you you, you called and and Zach. You know, <laughs> you know, I trained him off season. You know, a few times and, and put him to work as a personal trainer with a hockey club. And, yeah, you yeah. know that kind of thing. So yeah, it it was it was a it was a well rounded uh, situation. Um, so. And both of you were three sport athletes. How, how did that help you? Uh, I would say it, it actually allowed me to enjoy each sport separately and determine what sport I like the most. You know, you play, you start off playing football uh, and you enjoy the camaraderie between teams, between the guys, you know, and uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of fun going there. But after a while, you know, for me personally, it was, there's aspects of it that got old. You know, and you wanted to change it up, see what else was there. And then next thing you know, you, you're, you're into basketball. Now you're you're looking at it, hey, I, my eyes are wide open. I get to do something different. I'm playing constantly. Then again, it, it rears its head. You get a little tired of it. You want to change it up. Sure. Now you start playing baseball. And, um, and then by the end of the season, you, one of those sports, if you're really into them, you still want to keep playing. Well, and for my brother and myself, that was baseball. So I see. You know, it turned into summer ball, and we enjoyed playing that. And when summer, about the time summer got done, it was we were getting a little tired of it and a little change. I mean, it was a go 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 all the time, and it's it was football, and it just the cycle continued. Sure. So, right? so you enjoyed the sport that was going on at the time. I did. I mean, I really you know, did. if I asked you what you liked, like, like one, I'll never forget this. Um, Brian Kime, mm-hmm. um, one of our graduates, who's now a head football coach at Stevensville Lakeshore. Yep. Um, comes from a, um, an athletic family. And I, I said to him one time, I forgot when he was in high school or whatever. And I said, what's your favorite sport? And he said, um, whatever's in season. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you're, that's kind of basically I, what you're saying. I would agree. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. Two days were, were, was never a fun thing to, to do, but it was still out there on the field with the guys. There was aspects about it that you just, you enjoy. You wanted to be there. You wanted to do it. Um, to enjoy those moments and for me each sport had those you know that's why I think as a senior when it's your last game and you're done I think that's why it hits the, everybody mm-hmm. so hard you know you're done you're, that cycle ends mm-hmm. right there you know football season done I ball my eyes out I, I'm not gonna get, I don't get to do that again. you know basketball same thing baseball I was fortunate enough to go on and play college ball so because of that you know it didn't hit me as hard because sure. I saw it coming but again it, college when I was done I felt it. It hit me. So baseball was your first, ended up being your, your love. Yep. Did being involved in the football program, being involved in the basketball program, did that help you become a better baseball player? 100%. I think uh, because in, in one sport, you're working one muscle. You're focusing on your throwing. You're focusing on you know, using baseball, obviously, as sure. an example. You, you're using only certain muscles for the most part. And yeah, they try to train you to use all the muscles you possibly can. Me going in and getting hit by a guy in football, I got to prepare my body for something like that. that. It is. I don't got to prepare for that in baseball. So when you do that, your body, I think, starts to develop the way that it needs to. And you're able to stay in shape in different ways. So when you're well-rounded, you're Mm -hmm. well-rounded. You are. I I do believe that. And I I agree with you. I mean, the science science says it. The science Mm -hmm. says from my aspect as, as a licensed athletic trainer, what, what the research is saying is that 
most kids who specialize, especially the early on middle school, you know, early high school, these are the kids that are getting, you know, injured, but not just injured. You're mm-hmm. talking like chronic injuries, yeah. you know, Tommy John surgeries at 12, 13 years old, yeah. you know, because all they do is throw. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we can go on and on about that. Yep. So what, what's your view of specialization? On specialization of mm-hmm. students being only one sport athletes? Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's okay to a point. I, I don't agree with it wholeheartedly by any means, but I, I will say that a kid that enjoys a sport, um, keeping him involved in it through the entire year, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. I think they should be involved in at least one other sport. Um, if they want, if they want to pursue their favorite sport, find another sport that allows you to be invested somewhere else, gives your mind a break. Um, I think too many times, if they really want to be a superstar basketball athlete, well, that's all you're doing. You you can burn yourself out. Sure, you get tired of it. You know, well stated. Coming from coming from someone who was raised. Um, being an athlete, uh, to invest the time to be an athlete, a student athlete, and then deciding to do three sports. Um, it's coming from someone who, let's say, is even a, an appear in a sense to a high school student because you're, you're talking from experience. Yep. And not only that, you're, I mean, you're coaching at this point, so you're seeing these kids come oh, yeah. and go and come and go, and, you, and you're looking at the attributes and their weaknesses and their strengths and, and what your whole baseball coaching staff right now, you're at a point where you're putting it all together. You're like, yes. okay, yeah, we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who just does this or plays this and this, you're starting to put it together. Yeah. And, and early on in my athletic training career, it was easy to put together. Um, like uh, like swimming was a, a great cross to baseball. Yes, you know what I mean. So oh, yeah. there there are patterns. Absolutely. Um, and there are patterns that don't work either. There, you know, like like cross country running, um, different energy system mm-hmm. than uh, than football. Yes. You know, uh, so you have to kind of train people, you know, to what they're doing. But this comes, and I make this point because specialization right now is it's a it's a hot topic. And, and I wanted to bring that out from someone who really understands because you've been in the trenches mm-hmm. and you understand what the three sports did for you. And, and, and I must compliment you and thank you because you made a huge impact when you were at Sturgis High School as an athlete. We're a small, this is a small school mm-hmm. and we need everybody. Yeah. You know, we need a guy to play basketball who's not a basketball love play you know Agreed. what I mean, I mean we, we need someone who wants to be involved and train and be a great defensive player you know if we have a lot of people then yeah. our teams get more well-rounded i guess is what i'm trying to say so well you never know who's going to come out and be a superstar or find yeah. their their love and find their niche you know I, I think a lot of kids don't realize that they want to stay in one sport but at the end of the day you could find you become a superstar superstar in that other sport. Absolutely, and there's and there's something to be said about um, late development too. Yes, um, you know, and that's why I think you know two or three sports is you know being a multi-sport athlete in school, um, it, you know, is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So we can talk forever on that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a huge huge topic. But let's get back to you. Okay. That's why we're here today. We're here to, to to honor you. We're here to you know talk about you. So tell us. 
you, you graduated um, what year again? Uh, 2008. 2008. So June of 2008 came, you know, we, we, we had your graduation yep. party. And, and, and so take us on the journey. Well, um, it actually started just before that. It had been a baseball season. Uh, I, had a, I was fortunate enough to have a couple of scouts uh, from Davenport University, uh, Wes Cummings and uh, Kevin Tighty. They came down to watch me and pretty much scout me a little bit uh, to play baseball for them. So I was fortunate enough that after that little stint where they watched me, they offered me a scholarship and I was able to play. So after graduation and everything, summer ball again came around, played that, and then I was off to college. So so Davenport had the uh, – it was a good match because it had the curriculum that you were very interested in, which we should have talked about earlier. So um, <laughs> in high school, you really latched on to computer-aided design. I did. CAD was definitely something that was up my, my alley. I, I had heard about the, the class before, and it was essentially you're designing on a computer. You're designing – 2D models, 3D models, um, and something about it really, I, I always liked to draw when I was younger, so, and my parents always knew that, so when I came across this, I was bringing stuff home going, you should see what I got going on here, it's awesome, Cash it's cool, it yeah. was, it yeah. was, yeah. and I, my parents, because of that, they even agreed that when I'm looking at a school, I got to find something that I enjoy, something that um, when I go into that field, whatever it is, you need to, you know, dive into that and give right. that a shot. Because... The word is student athlete, it is. even at the college level. And mm -hmm. that's what a lot of kids and parents have to understand. You're not going to school to play football. Yes. You're going to school to become a student athlete. Agreed. And if, if the sport works for you, wonderful. But like you said, way in the very beginning of this conversation, school is, is, is what's, is what's going to be there when everything else is, is not. It is. And I think because of that, um, the few other schools that I had gone to, to to look at and see, they had classes that were kind of based around what I wanted, but nothing was selling me on what I wanted to do. Uh, fortunately, Davenport offered uh, kind of software design, and I always had kind of an interest in it. So when I actually did go to school there and I tried it out, I found that I actually loved it. And I, doing software development and designing stuff in there was just as cool as designing you know, in a 3D program, building, you know, doing engineering stuff, doing all, to me, that was amazing. I, I loved it. Uh, moving forward, uh, you start to realize there's aspects in there that can go down other avenues, right? And it opens the doors to something else. And that's, that's kind of how I came to the degree that I had, which was, uh, it was computer, computer aided design, uh, was what I did in high school. And then it was, uh, oh man, it was, I completely forgot the actual name of it, actually. Wasn't uh, a it was a game? It was a gaming one. Yeah, gaming. I, I can't remember. It's essentially a software developing uh, degree, yeah. but it was more focused towards a gaming background. Right. Um, so I, I did. I was designing, you know, little games here and there in each one of my classes, which was kind of cool because it brought in the CAD side of things. Sure. Uh, but once you get down through it, you know, and bringing in the sports aspect, you know, like you were talking, you're a student athlete. Because of that, I was in a point where about my junior year, I would I could really tell if I was loving the sport enough to move forward or if I was going to have to focus more on my academics. And I realized that it was more academic-based. I didn't have the drive as much anymore for the sports side of it as I did what I was doing in school. You're growing up. <laughs> it, I guess it, that's a good way to look at it. You're, it you're growing up. I know someone who went through the same thing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you were growing and, up. And to me, I I think because of that, I realized I'm using this sport to help pay for my education. Right. You know, I'm gonna do what I can. I'm gonna give 100% to that sport. I'm not gonna you know blow it off just to get the money. Right. But and I'm gonna enjoy it. And to me, that actually allowed me to enjoy the sport more. Right. And you were very successful at it. I. I, w- I was. I was fortunate. I, I was able to come into that program in their, their inaugural year. So being able to do that was – it was kind of fun for me. That was something I got to say. I, I'm the first ever third right. baseman for Davenport University. You left a legacy in a sense. It, that, that's something that I uh, – I don't know. I guess that's something about me that I, I learned that I really like. Okay. Being, it's a unique thing. It's something that nobody else can have. Right. So, so Davenport uh, – four years at Davenport. Yep. Learned a lot. Um, I can remember some of your struggles, some of your successes, um, you know, through that whole, through that whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, so you graduate Davenport, then what happened? Uh, after I graduated Davenport, um, it, it actually was very concerning, uh, being that I was, uh, only involved in baseball. I had zero experience out in the world and in, in my degree. So in a sense... It hurt. It did. It hurt you. It did. Yeah. Well, I was also, with what I went into, it was not the same as what a lot of athletes. What right. I've learned is when athletes go into school and they want to play baseball or hockey, whatever you want to do, the degrees that they take is a very basic degree. And all athletes talk about it. They know. Um, because it's not really specific as like mine was in IT. Because it's not that you can find a lot of degrees. It's almost a business degree, essentially, sure. right? And, and because of that, they have an opportunity to find something more down their, their line of work. For me, you need to have the life experience out there doing something in that field and, and investing in that because now when you get out, every company is looking for a three to five years of experience. That's a problem for me. I, I can't have three to five years if I'm training for baseball. I'm you know doing all this extra stuff. So when I come home, I work at a golf course doing all this kind of stuff. Well, that, maybe I probably could have found a degree that, or found the time to go to work in IT, but it just wasn't in the cards at that time. They also wanted me to play up in college in the summer and travel up there and play just to keep in shape for that. I couldn't do that if I was interning at another company. They want me there all, all summer long. Um, so it, it was a good thing because my degree is – it's technology. It's going somewhere. Sure. There's always going to be something there. Um, I feel as though I'm ahead of the game than some of my other former teammates because of that. Uh, but at the same time, some of my other teammates that went in the business field, they're very successful sure. and they're doing very well for themselves. So there's nothing to take away from it. A degree is a degree. You know, right. you've spent the time and the effort to stay in it and get that degree, and people notice that. You know, whether it takes you, you know, four years like for me, or if it takes you. Eight years. Sure. It doesn't matter. You spent the time. The company will see that as this is this is something you stuck with. You're willing to go through it. Well, however long it takes, you're willing to go through it and get that piece of paper that says, I worked my butt off to get my degree. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so where did it go from there? Uh, after that. So I, you're at, at the golf course, right? I'm at the golf course. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was actually my neighbor that was behind me. Uh, my, behind my parents, I should say. Mm-hmm. He was the IT director or manager at uh, Baroque Tool, and he said, well, we have an opportunity for you if you'd like to try it. 
come in and start as an intern. I'd be paid internship. And I was like, absolutely. I have nothing else to really go with. It allows me to stay at home, um, save up money. Sure. And we'll see if I like this. Next thing you know, <laughs> it was probably about two months later, they looked at me and said, hey, uh, we like what you're doing. We want to offer you a job. And from there, it's history. I've been there ever since. Um, enjoy what I do. Uh, not every day is going to be easy. Not every day is going to be fun. But uh, if you can find something that you enjoyed each day, I'll take it. Well, I can see that there's certainly a passion and a love for your job. You get up every morning and you, you, know, you enjoy going. Like you say, there's ups and downs you know, with, with everything. But, you know, um, it's not a job if you're having fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and so it looks like it looks like you're uh, you're enjoying that, and and I'm very proud of you for uh, for going through that path, and um, and taking that opportunity, and um, you know now you're uh, you're a career guy, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, you own a home now. Yeah, own so, a home. Yeah, about two three years ago, two years ago, maybe going on three. I own a home, and it's. It's been an experience in itself, that's for sure. <laughs> that, that definitely will that'll, that'll change your, your bank account a little bit. That's okay though. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is. And again, you know, you've you've all your life you've if you look at your life, you've invested in yourself. Mm-hmm. You invested um, the time in school, the time um, in the summers to be as a, as best an athlete as you could that you could possibly be trying to prevent injuries, trying to get to that, the top level for, for Derek and Tilly. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think you've, I think you've done that. And, 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 if, you know, you, you say success, this, this is, this is an example of success. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that. You, you know, you're where you want to be. Um, certainly you have aspirations of other things I can tell. Um, and you're always moving forward and mm-hmm. you're having fun yeah. and, you're, you're making a living, um, and the most important thing is you're off your parents' payroll. Um, they, they, <laughs> like, <laughs> they like that. Um, I, I know the feeling, and uh, that, that, that that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, so very proud of you in you know in that aspect. Um, Thank you. So um, so yeah, that brings us up to today. The you know the journey. So yes. let's go back to high school. Um, any coaches that you know that come to mind that played. You know, some kind of a role, you know, in your in your development, and and, and it, you're you're always influenced by a lot of different people. Absolutely, um, I, I think it's safe to say, growing up, obviously, it was my father. I mean, he he had a passion, hands down, um, for for every sport that my brother and I played. Right. And he was there. He he has a, a way of of coaching that I think has been is missing nowadays. You know, it. And unfortunately, there was a few people like in, in high school, like you said, uh, good example, Bill Kine. I enjoyed the way Bill Kine coached. I, I was okay with it. Growing up with my father, my father, he was hard on us, sure. but he, he also taught us. You know, He was going to be hard in that moment, but there was also a coaching moment at the very end. right? He the expectations showed. with both of those guys were very high. It was. Yes. And, and, but that's the only way to bring out – the best that you have inside of you. It, it was. And and don't get me wrong, not every kid can handle it. Um, I played with an athlete that didn't couldn't you couldn't yell at him, right? And because of that, the only way to get the most out of him was you kind of coach him along. You know, you help him out. You, you encourage him to do stuff like that. Sure. Um, good coaches can do that. 
they can recognize that the athletes that need to be a little easier on and the ones that you can get on, get in their butt a little bit and just say, hey, listen, you need right. to be moving. The quicker you know which buttons to push mm -hmm. and what not to push, you're going to be a very successful coach because you're going to be able to coach everybody. Agreed. And not just the guys that you can yell at or mm -hmm. the guys that you can't yell at. I mean, coaching styles are, you know, are different. Yeah. But what you're saying is, especially nowadays, you got to know the individual and not one, one size does not fit all. Mm -hmm. And the, the quicker you recognize it as a coach, you know, the better. It is. And that, that's where I, I see like you said, especially nowadays. Nowadays, the kids, to me, are a lot different. And if you can learn how to coach these kids and you can get them to come out to have fun, but yet be competitive at the yeah. same time, you're you're yeah. going to bring out kids all the time. Right. And, I, and, I, and I agree with you for the most part. But we, we as coaches, teachers, educators, we always constantly have to look in the mirror. Yep. And we have to say, okay, Who's coming through the door? Yeah. And we have to adapt. Yes. And it's not always the kid's fault. No. You know, it's it's not. Um, Absolutely. I, I think it's 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 a give and take situation. Mm -hmm. And again, as this thing moves forward and as you 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 stay in coaching, you're gonna you're gonna see this. And it looks like you've learned you've learned a lot about how to coach kids at this point. I think that that is in lieu to all the other coaches that I've had. Exactly. And that's where I was yeah. going. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a little bit here, a little bit there. A little it bit really there. is. I mean, when I, going from playing football, and this is another nice aspect of playing three sports. You see a lot of different coaching styles. You experience a lot of different things. You find out about yourself, what motivates you to do better. And I've had coaches that really didn't push you very hard and, you know, or they didn't know how to, they came across that as pushy and it wasn't motivational. And because of that, I didn't do very well. Then I had other ones that were, they pushed hard and they motivated me to do what I needed to yeah, do. You like connect you, with you them. You do. You yeah. find those little, right. those little things. Right. So it helps now being that I am a coach, um, as you mentioned earlier, uh, it, it does. It allows me in coaching to try to pay more attention to that into the kids, pay attention to, Hey, I'm noticing that this kid is backing down a little bit if I'm getting upset at him. Right. That tells me he doesn't know how to handle this. Right. We need to come at a different angle. You're the coach you are today because of the coaches you had in the past. And yes. that includes your dad. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 Mr. Kime. Mm -hmm. um, anybody else? Um, Mr. Kime, I mean, uh, Matt Kime uh, in baseball. I mean, both of those, both Kimes were, were hard on, on all teams I, I was with. But to me, again, that, that, that pushed us to do very well. Absolutely. Um, our baseball team, my senior year, correct me wrong, but I think it had gone the farthest since the state champ team that has been there. And I put that because that time he, he showed us what we needed. You know, he, he saw what we needed in our team and he pushed us forward. Um, but across the board, you can find little bits on each coach that are beneficial. I, mean, I, I don't think I could narrow it down to there's just one coach that's, sure. and that's perfect that's, for everything. Yeah, but yeah. I, I would say, yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, the two that had the kind of motivation that I needed was probably Matt and Bill Conn. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, teachers in the classroom. 
Oh, geez. How about your, your um, let's start with cat. Who, who was your cat teacher? Uh, Mr. Schultz. Okay, so Mickey was, Schultz. Mickey Schultz. Who um, was a huge influence on my daughter. Was it? And my son. Oh, well, and I can see. Absolutely. I mean, he, uh, uh, my brother had cat when he was in school. Okay. And he had somebody else, and I can't remember who that was. Was it Mr. Connors? I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Um, but what I can say is, from what my brother explained, was uh, it was very basic. You go in there, they give you a little something, and you just start doing some designs. Or there wasn't any, I guess, passion being thrown at you from sure. from the teacher. But that that program evolved. It did. Like every year. Very much was, so. Yeah. I mean, and Mickey. I mean, he had he had love for for that field of work, for CAD and design and architecture and all this. And he brought in movies to show us on different designs that we're going through. He he had a thing that was called the bloody chicken. And it was in your CAD drawing, he had a red marker he'd draw over. If there's something wrong, he, he'd go, I'm going to bloody it up. And we're just like, <laughs> I said, at a young age, we're going, okay. <laughs> like, what are like talking a, about? Like a mob head. It, exactly. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm going, here, and he hands it back to me. And one of them was just, I mean, it was red. And I'm going, <laughs> what in the world? He goes, and you have the bloody chicken this week. And I was like, <laughs> Well, there it is, folks. I got the bloody chicken. And, you know, you go back to the drawing board and you work on it. You work on it. He made it fun. He, he did something about it that drew me. So I, I would absolutely tip my hat to me as one of the the individuals that made me want to go down the field that I wanted. Sure. But there was and, also other, yeah, other teachers. But the point here is, and again, I've said this in other podcasts, and I, I, I will say this all the time. Um you're not going to remember exactly, you know, how he taught you how to use the computer. Mm-hmm. What are you going to remember? You're going to remember how he treated you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, he's going to re- you're going to remember how he treated you and he gave you the opportunity um, to explore something that now obviously is a passion. Yeah. And you're 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 making a living from it. Oh yeah. You know, and it's huge. Uh, phenomenal individual. Yeah. Uh, just a, a just a, a a beautiful man, just a, a great guy. Um, great teacher, and if and if you say you say that to him, he'll go, ah, yeah, he would. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. You, you may get thanks out of there. <laughs> thanks, but uh, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> Good guy. So, um, your friend group, mm-hmm. you're pretty close with a lot of people. Uh, I have friends. Yeah. yeah. So in high school, who are they? In high school, yeah. Uh, guy by the name of Sam Watson. Um, Which was supposed to be here today. But, yeah, that's yeah, what I heard. A little, but. A little illness problem. <laughs> a little, a little illness, yeah. It's unfortunate. It goes around yeah. that time of year. We'll, we'll get him, though. We'll get, yeah, he's absolutely. very reluctant to go one-on-one with this thing, just so you know. Is oh, he? yeah. He, he wants, uh, you know, he wants to, he'll probably want to do it with uh, the head coach, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, so. why, why not? I mean, I'm, I'm sure I could see that. I mean, he, he likes to have other company to talk to. He, he can talk to. So <laughs> Sam, who else? Sam, you have a uh, buddy by the name of Nate Matkin, um, Cody Render. Uh, I had Mitch Schrock. There was a guy by the name of Derek Butler. Uh, you know, I, the list could go on of friends. I mean, for me personally, I don't think I would say that I wasn't friends with really anybody. Right. I mean, it was when I go through school, it was, uh, I'm, I'll be friends with you. I'll talk to you anything you want. Because of traveling baseball, I never really hung out with anybody simply because I was always on the go. I was always doing something else. Yeah. Playing sports, go home, do homework, wake up, do yeah. it over. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I never really had as much experience there until after I got into college where when I was coming home, I was hanging out with these people. And, you know, I, I created that stronger bond of a friendship. Sure. Um, so going farther down, you know, later on in my life now, I'm still close with Sam. I still talk with him. I you know, yeah. see him all the time. You know, all my other buddies that I saw when I came back from school, I still have that friendship, which is I'm thankful for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, those are lifelong, you know, friendships. Yep. Um, so your uh, your college um, your college buddies, you mm-hmm. still have uh, in touch with a few of those? Or, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was actually one of my best friends. I was best man at his wedding. He uh, they live up in Grand Rapids area, um, and actually the other buddy I was best man's with in his wedding. Yeah. Uh, we see each other, you know, obviously when we can. Grand Rapids is a little sure. little bit of a haul, but. It's never a dull moment when we get around each other. Cool. That's, that's something that I can see now how my parents talk, you know, how when I see my parents meet their old buddies back mm-hmm. in school and stuff, uh, I get to experience that. I get right. to, I don't get to see them very often. So when I do, it's pulling up old memories and then creating new ones at the same time. Sure. And I, I'm thankful for that. that they're, they're very busy with their families as sure. well. And sure. I get to see their kids and, you know, I, one of them is my goddaughter, so I, nice. I, you know, I can't thank them enough for the experience cool. that they've given me and yeah. that you know I get to take with me. Yeah. So. so in high school, um, great memories from each sport. Give me one from each sport if you can. Uh, if you can. high school? In high school. From each sport. From each sport. So great, greatest memory, let's say, for football. Greatest memory for football. Uh August sixteenth. Oh now, my gosh, now hopefully, no. uh, no, now hopefully, that, how's that now? <laughs> to this day, you're you're taking no. August sixteenth off because that was my recommendation when you yes. graduated. Yes. Okay. Just so our, our our listeners know, one of the one of the, the weirdest things in my yeah. career, <laughs> August sixteenth of one year in a scrimmage, he hurts. I believe he gets a, a Dis- shoulder injury. Dislocated shoulder. Okay. And the next year. On August 16th, it was the day after, the day before that particular scrimmage. It was actually, flip that. It was actually a work, uh, practice. A practice. The first time. Oh, okay. It, August I, 16th, yeah. practice the first time. And then and the next the year's scrimmage on August 16th, yep. injured again. Same exact injury. Disoccasional. Told him to Same never, exact. ever do anything on August 16th ever again. Yep. Take the day off. Relax. <laughs> Nothing like a junior or senior year just in football. Just very, down. very, very strange uh, occurrence. But <laughs> I, when you said August 16th, I'm thinking there's no way you can say that that is my favorite use, favorite aspect. That's of that. not going to define no. you. Okay. No. Well, in my mind, it's there because it was it, it was an experience that yep. I've never seen before <laughs> as an athletic trainer. I hope I never experienced it again. Uh, no. So I guess for football, yeah. my favorite experience of mine. Um, it was actually, it, it's not just one, okay. it's, it's all Friday night games under the lights. I, I, that is one thing that I, I do miss about football and that is going, walking out there and it's the lights, the lights are on. It just gives you that sense of it's game day. Yep. Let's go. Yep. I mean, it's different, different it, than, it's different than any other sport. Yeah. And, and, and like you said earlier, it, the window closes. It does. And there's only so many years you can play that sport. It was. You know. Um, in basketball, uh, it actually would probably be freshman year. Um, 
uh, our basketball team was, I mean, we were on fire. We could not, we, we were winning left and right. And it was, it was actually, I think over in Coldwater, if I remember correctly. But it was last second shot, you know, ball comes in, boom, grab it, turn, shoot, goes in, we end up winning and goes in. But of course the time's not out just yet. And I'm running back. I'm getting back on, you know, defense, watching the ball, and my teammates are kind of running towards me, hooting, hollering. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, dude, Noro, get your guys. <laughs> we still have, like, you know, five seconds left. Plenty of time for them to score. And, you know, I, I'll never forget that because I just – I'm sitting here freaking out going, you know, I want to be excited, but this game's not done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Then baseball, it definitely would be um, – going to the regional finals our senior year. Okay. Um, and it was funny. It was, it was, I don't know if it was meant to be motivational or not, and, but it was, uh, there was a speech that Matt Kine gave us. It was in, I think it was the, it wasn't the regional final game. It was the regional semifinal. So we're sitting there and we're playing um, and we go down early, real early. Next thing you know, Matt brings us all in the huddle and goes, I want you guys to know something. This game's done. We're finished. He goes, right now we're playing for dignity. We're playing to make sure that we look like we're staying in this game. We're ready for it and everything. And uh, I don't know what came through every one of our guys if we just said, okay, well, we're done. We're just going to play and play and see what happens. And we came out, and the next thing you know, it was like, a whole different game. I remember us. that he yes. challenged you and, and he relaxed you and it was, it was and it to this day. I, I still, I'm not sure if he was just like, Hey, I got a great way of doing this to make sure these guys relax. Or if it was like, I want you guys to play for your dignity big time. Like I want you to make sure you guys stay in this game and you guys don't forget that. Well, you know better than that. He figured out, he, he had, he, he had did. to say something he had. to turn it around. He, he, really, and he, fig- he figured it out. Yes. Yeah. And, and then it was a, a big play at the end of the game. And it actually included Sam Watson. Um, I was pitching. And bases were loaded. And the kid came up. And I think they were looking for one run. I think we were up or something like that. Pitch comes in. Kid goes to bunt it. Pops it up in the air. Sam runs out. Dives. Makes the catch. And stands up. And we're yelling. <laughs> Three, three, because the kid was, he was coming hard. And Sam looked at it, didn't see the third baseman right away, but he threw it. And out of nowhere, he was there, caught it, double play, we were out of the inning, and we were going in. And it was just, it was a turning point big time. Because by that time, we'd come back, I think, like I said, we were either up one or we were tied or something like that. So just major motivation coming into that next inning. Those are just like probably a couple of the baseballs. I could probably go on a, a bunch with baseball. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about, you know, Coach Kime, and, and we'll have him on at some point, but um, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, if for me, mm-hmm. um, he really, really took to our system and really believed in it. And the thing that I miss the most um, is not being with him in the dugout. Yeah. Um, in, in my career, you know, when I, when he mm-hmm. left, when I, you know, when I gave it up, um, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed our other coaches, you know, your coaching staff, yep. that type of thing. But Matt and I had a very special, uh, very special bond. Um, 
you know, we could just look at each other and we kind of knew, you know, what we were thinking and he oh, yeah. would ask for advice. And, and again, that's the biggest compliment that you yeah. could ever get. Yeah, well, he, he leans on it. I mean, was, yeah. I don't think that's any different than anybody. I mean, I've yeah. that. I mean, we've had conversations when I came back from college and I was, you know, having some, sure. some issues with my coaches, you know, right. I, and you were right straight forward, you know, you didn't BS me at all. And, right. and that, that's why I think him and everybody else that, need to come and talk to you or anything like that. Like they know they're going to get a straightforward answer. You're going to you be very thoughtful about the reply that you're going to give. And when you do, they know that it's going to be, you know, it's what they need to hear. Sure. I, and I appreciate that. And, that. and that's been my philosophy for a long time. And a lot of students really never took to that. Um, because I, you know, one thing I've always had is I've had higher expectations mm -hmm. than a lot of students had for themselves. Yep. And a lot of times it didn't, didn't mesh. But many, many times it, it, it does. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the relationships that that I have now with you folks is, is incredible. Absolutely. But, you know, just, just incredible. And, and I highlight not only my career, but my life. Um, you know, uh, just like I can't say enough about that. It's very special. Very special. Um, so your relationship with your brother. Yep. We'll have him on at some point when he returns my phone call, but um, <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, so, yeah, just you know, just just elaborate on that. Elaborate on that. People want to know about that. <laughs> uh, it's no different, I don't think, than any other. You know, oh, it's different. Story. Well, <laughs> at a young age, oh, it it's wasn't different. different. At a young age, it wasn't different. Um, I was growing up. Obviously, I looked up to him very very much so and he's he's somebody that has always had a certain kind of drive about him and at a young age I was always somebody that wanted to play around and joke around him. he was very I want to play the sport I'm playing a sport I'm very competitive I'm you know so if I try to get competitive I I was a little brother I wasn't happy if he was beating me and I was throwing fits I mean I'll be the first to admit it <laughs> but at the same time I know that he was always somebody that was there for me a good example story that I was told um, by my uncle. Uh, he worked down at Prairie Heights, and we went out to when we were really young. We were out there, and he took care of some farm animals every morning. And he was somebody that we were sitting down there, and there was a, there was a goat that came over, and I the goat was starting to walk towards me, and he was gonna like fuck me, kind of, you know. <laughs> and I'm apparently I was standing there just, and I started yelling, Zacky, 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 Zacky. And my brother came walking over, stood between me and that goat, and goes, Uncle Brett! And just, you know, that hearing that at a younger age, you realize he's always had your back. He's always there for you. I give, you know, I'll give him a bunch of crap. Him and I will we'll talk smack back and forth. You think? Uh, yeah, just oh, a little okay. bit. All right. But at the same time, I know that if there's ever anything that I ever needed, you know, he was there for me, and vice versa. You know, I, I, to this day, he, him and I go golfing. He needs a golfing partner or something like that. They drop I'm coming, you know, uh, but he, that's kind of how I think it's been growing. And we didn't really get close much until after he probably went off to the Red Sox, I would say. Um, I wasn't able to see him as much. So you kind of, you lose. That just makes I, the heart go yeah, fonder. you can't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I can't go see him at a, you know, flip of a switch sure. and say, I'll see you in an hour. I, I want to talk to him. Right. It's a, hey, you're five, six hours away. I can call you and talk, but it's not the same. Right. Um, 
So to me, that's that's kind of always been our bond, our relationship is, you know, we, we've never needed something that's always, we're always there for each other, but we're not going to stop competing and giving each other's crap. And I think that's what keeps our bond going closer. Sure. I reluctantly asked that question because I knew Red Sox were going to come up and I, <laughs> and I have a real problem on my <laughs> podcast with, um, Having the Red Sox being yep. said, but um, and you're looking to have him on here. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I will. And um, you know, we we had a we had a deal. I don't know if you know, we had a deal uh-uh. that um, what was that? When he when he made it to the big club, number yeah. one, I would never walk into Fenway, and I would see him in other places. Yep. And number two, I would never wear. I would never wear a Red Sox shirt or a jersey, but I would wear. <laughs> Um, the Lowell Red Sox oh, yeah. and, and the Greenville. I mean, yep. I would wear that. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Not Boston. But I would not ever wear or step into Fenway. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we had a we had a we had a pact. We had a little powwow going. Yeah. So, um, your dad was a college athlete. He was Glen Oaks. Yes. Um, he actually started out uh, playing basketball. I want to say he got a scholarship for it. Yeah. And then he found out that they actually had a baseball team. So he ended up joining the baseball squad. And he played. And then, uh, in order to beat my mom, you know, he, she was a cheerleader uh, at Glen Oaks. And so he ended up joining the cheerleading squad to, to meet her. Okay. So they're both athletes. They were both athletes, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, my – actually, all my mom's side, they were athletes over there. I mean, they were – she has a lot of sisters. And uh, – I think they were all cheerleaders. So, yeah, it's, we have a very sports-oriented yes. family, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, fine folks, um, yep. know them well, and uh, they've been very, very special to us for, for many years. Uh, this has been great. Uh, this, this is a, um, a great example of, um, of someone who understood what it takes to achieve the goals throughout your whole life and positive upbringing and you know just so proud of of who you are the man who who you are today sitting in front of me because i've known you since i don't know maybe sixth or seventh grade you know something somewhere baseball field there so, it was. <laughs> yeah somewhere along those lines um so it's just fun to watch and for other educators and coaches out there you, you know what i'm saying when you have long-term relationships with people you, you know you, you see them, how successful they are in, 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 in the family and, and the business world and your career and your your focus and you're having fun and oh, yeah. you know and you're giving back to you're giving back to a system, our school system that gave you a lot. Yes. And um, and 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 that's commendable. Mm-hmm. You know, commendable. You know, you're 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 coaching baseball, something that you love, you're very good at it. Um, you've been influenced by a lot of other coaches. You've been influenced, you know, mainly, you know, from your father. Um, can't say enough good things, you know, about how I feel about you. Um, very, very proud of you. Just, just so you know. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you very much. Very proud of you. So, um, anything else you want to say in in, uh, in concluding uh, to our listeners out there? I think it, it, it's safe to say I've said it many times that I'm very thankful for the stuff that you've done as well. Um, Obviously, everybody on here, you're going to hear a lot more stories besides mine, but the ways that you've in, 
you know, you've helped us and you've done things for us. And I think because of that, uh, we're, it's easy enough for us to look at you and look up to you as well. I mean, I think it's safe to say. So anybody that's listening, I, I don't, if they don't know you, I think it'd be a good thing to try to get to know you. <laughs> But well, thanks. I appreciate it. I really do. Well, thank, thanks for your time. And uh, coming to you again from Five Lakes here at Sturgis, uh, Michigan, fivelakes.com. And uh, you can kind of you know, order anything you want. Uh, order up. Great coffee, small batch coffee. It's delicious. Uh, for those of you that maybe are overseas and you want to try uh, some American small batch coffee, uh, you can kind of order online. Uh, but thanks again, uh, Derek. It's it's been great, and uh, and I, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate the relationship uh, for many many years and many years uh, many years to come. Thank you. Thank you.